This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Welcome to Happy Class. This is a special bonus series of the Live Free Creative podcast, where I, Miranda Anderson, give you a little bit of an inside scoop into my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program at UPenn. I am going to spend the 2022-2023 school year diving deep into the science of well-being, answering the question, what makes life worth living? And I'm excited to share little bits and pieces along the way with you. So whether you're interested in what's it like being in graduate school as an almost 40-year-old, or if you, like me, are interested in living a little bit better life, I hope that you'll enjoy these quick, thoughtful insights as to the things that I'm learning and what I think about them. Hop into my backpack. Let's head on in to happy class. Welcome, welcome back to happy class. This is week 10. Making good headway here through this program. Enjoying it. This last weekend, I was at a retreat that I host every spring and fall. It's called Live Free Creative Camp. This fall, we were on beautiful Isle of Palm, South Carolina, just outside of Charleston. And I was gathered together with an incredible group of creative, inspiring, hardworking, beautiful women some of whom I had met previously and have been friends with over the years, some of whom I met for the first time and was so delighted to get to know. When we were sitting in the hot tub one night, after we had done all of our day's work and all of the focus and concentration and community bits, and we, we were just relaxing and lounging and chatting, some of my friends who I have known for years, who've kind of followed me through the process of getting ready for grad school and being accepted to this program, and who have listened to Happy Class, joked with me a little bit about how how is the program going aside from that we know that it's been really overwhelming and that it's way more work than you expected because you tell us that every single week on happy class and i had to laugh a little bit and say yes it has been that and it's been so much more these episodes are so short and i feel like i have this overarching emotion of like whoa there's so much going on and so that's what comes out i do want to be really clear in case it hasn't been that i really feel good in the middle of this program. Even with the rigor, it has felt really peaceful. I felt very grounded in being part of this and this being the right time, even though some days it hasn't felt like that. Knowing that this is where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing, 
even if just because I chose that and I decided it, has felt really good. And I'm happy to say that this week, I feel like I have started to crack the code on the systems. This last section was our third distance learning period, our third group of homework assignments and group projects and check-ins, conversation hours. This last session felt a lot more effortless than the others. There's a combination of factors, and a couple of them are easy to repeat and some of them aren't, so I'll get into that really quick. Right off the bat, uh, this was a very full distance period for me. I had a girls' trip planned, and I also had this retreat that I was hosting. So I knew from the get-go, looking at my calendar, that I was going to have to be very strategic with homework and studying and all of the different pieces that go into these distance periods. The second weekend of the distance period, I went up to Washington, D.C. for a couple days for a girls' trip with my in-laws, my sisters-in-law and my mother-in-law. And on the way up, driving that two hours from Richmond up to D.C., I remember sort of spinning, thinking, I don't know if this is a good idea. I brought my computer and brought my schoolwork along. And once I got there, I really enjoyed leaving my computer and my readings in my bag for a couple days and just feeling what it was like to not divide my time and attention but be squarely focused on enjoying these deep relationships and the exploration we were doing around the city and enjoying the good food and great conversation. It was a good example for me of living my values and also what I'm telling you often on the main podcast feed that your rest is as productive as your work. That relaxation time and that time spent away from the thing that you feel like you need to do actually contributes really highly to your being efficient, effective, and creative once you get back to it. So taking a real break, a couple days where I didn't even look at my computer, felt amazing. I got home and I was motivated. I felt relaxed and rejuvenated. I was able to do some readings. I wrote a paper in advance of its deadline. I had gotten a couple group projects rolling. And then the following weekend, I was only home for about three days before I took off for hosting this four-day retreat. This was the seventh creative camp that I've hosted in the last four years. It has a really beautiful blueprint. I've made small tweaks here and there over the years, but for the most part, I know the rhythm of camp. And one of the huge benefits of creative camp and one of the reasons that people come and continue to come, one of our attendees, this was her third time at creative camp, is the schedule that I have specifically designed to be the highest impact on creative focus. I used some methods and ideas from Cal Newport's deep work and designed a weekend to encourage the participants who come to be able to feel all of that rest and rejuvenation in order to also have deep focus and feel really in the flow of the things they're doing. This retreat I facilitated and I also took full advantage of those deep work uninterrupted hours to dive into my schoolwork. I completed an entire paper start to finish in one of the days of camp and turned it in the next morning. I was able to get started on some of my work projects that have been on the back burner while I was figuring out the balance of school and work. And I came away from those three days not only having had a wonderful time and having facilitated this 
really phenomenal group of women also feeling like my list had been checked off in a very meaningful way. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. So between a weekend away of pure rest and a weekend away of deep focus, I recognize that there is something in there for me around how to best participate in my schoolwork. And and it looks like, even though this is not the easiest way, it looks like being really clear between my boundaries of when I'm doing school, when I'm home, and when I'm working, and trying to compartmentalize those things as far as my time. I really think that they blur beautifully in terms of my skill transfer one to another, and that doing school is making me a better mom and also a better an entrepreneur and that working has always made me a better mom and that being a mom makes me a more creative person, which makes me a better wife and student. All of those things are, are circular and they all interrelate in beautiful ways. And for my own best practices regarding work, I think clear definitions and the ability to really spend a solid brick of time on each of the different aspects of my life right now feels like the most effective way for me to do all of these beautiful things together. As I'm recording this, I'm on a true day off. All of my assignments for last section have been turned in and I don't have class again until this weekend. So I have a couple days of real true break where there, I guess I could be reading ahead, but I'm not. I'm just taking a break and I will dive back into classwork beginning our section four this weekend. As I'm closing out this episode, I wanted to share about one of the papers that I worked on this section that has felt really interesting to me. In this paper, I was examining the relationship between grit and flow. And for those of you who aren't familiar with these terms, I'll give you just a quick overview. Grit is a characteristic, a personality trait that has been researched heavily by Angela Duckworth. You may be familiar with her book called Grit. And basically the definition of grit is passion and perseverance over time toward the achievement of long-term goals. She argues that when a person applies their passion and their perseverance to their long-term goals that they are more likely to achieve then than someone who changes direction often or gives up early because they're either not interested enough or they aren't willing to be diligent and committed enough. In a lot of Angela's studies, grittier students and professionals have better long-term outcomes in terms of achievement-oriented success than their counterparts. 
that makes sense, right? Because what grit is ultimately measuring is your achievement. Contrast that with flow, which was defined by Mike Csikszentmihalyi. His book called Flow defines flow as an optimal experience. And some of the characteristics of flow are losing track of time, having a perfect balance of your skill and the challenge so that you are able to be incredibly present in the moment, getting feedback each step of the way, although you're not really aware of other things going on, you sort of blank out all of the external things in your experience in the moment and are just highly focused on what you're doing right then. Examples of flow may be if you are a painter and you really get into it and you look up and three hours have gone by and you have painted this beautiful painting. When I was in high school and college, I really loved rock climbing. And my freshman year of college, my boyfriend of the time and I had just broken up and I threw myself into developing my skills as a rock climber and I I kept telling my roommates when I go rock climbing I can't think about anything else I'm just focused on each movement and each moment on the rock and I could spend hours in the afternoon at the local rock climbing gym focused and in flow and it was a great buffer and distraction from some of the negative emotions or or being disappointed or grieving the loss of this relationship that I had really appreciated. So then these seemingly opposing traits, one is incredible effort and resilience and commitment in the face of incredible effort, and the other is a sense of effortlessness and losing track of yourself and losing track of time in the moment. How are these two ideas related? Well, after some research, and there's lots of right answers to this, after some research, what I settled on was the idea that these two, grit and flow, form an interconnected reversible cycle. That when one person is in flow, that the enjoyment and the real optimal experience of that will encourage that person to continue in that activity over time. So for example, liking rock climbing, I didn't experience flow every single time from start to finish. I would experience moments of flow and then I would move on to the next more challenging problem. And as I was working on the problem, I didn't have that flow immediately because the challenge, the obstacle was bigger than my skill set. So I used this passion and perseverance, that grit, to up-level my skill set, enabling me to experience more flow in a higher challenge environment. And as my grittiness influenced my ability to achieve flow, so also did the interest and enjoyment that I experienced along the way influence my persistence and passion for that particular skill. I'm really interested in the way that these two interact because they feel like the tension between achievement and fulfillment, which is exactly what I talked about in my podcast episode that released yesterday, episode 213, which was an encore episode from 2019 that I had been talking about in episode 21 originally. This tension between persevering in the long term in order to hit that finish line or the seemingly contradictory decision to enjoy the process and focus instead on the steps, each step and 
staying in fulfillment as we continue along our pathway towards those finish lines or up that ladder, that that has felt like a tension to me for years. And being able to explore it and write about it in this way and recognizing that both of these things are true and that they contribute to an upward spiral. And it actually doesn't matter which comes first. Maybe you have the the passion and the perseverance and you have that grit to get going. It's going to enable you to experience that effortlessness and fulfillment along the way. I think being aware of that as a desirable aspect of the long-term achievement is really helpful. Conversely, you may have the flow. There may be things in your life that you simply enjoy and you enjoy them for enjoyment's sake. How can you or would you like to capitalize on some of those things to enable you to work towards even more skill mastery? Can you use your current enjoyment of specific skills in your life to achieve even more interesting and challenging obstacles with them. I loved being able to explore these items and dive into some research around them. And I hope that thinking about this, you can apply to your own life and consider the ways in which grit and flow interact and intersect for you. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy.